welcome everyone to the Spirit and the Word podcast. Messages from the 103rd Street Church of God in sunny Jacksonville, Florida. Hallelujah. Again, it's so good to see everybody with us. I want you to stand with me, if you will, for the reading of of the Word of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalms chapter number 29. We're going to look at verse number 2 tonight. Psalms 29, verse number 2. Hallelujah. I want to talk a little bit about worship, praising and glorifying God. And when His glory moves in our midst, Psalms 29, looking at verse number 2 tonight. He said, Give unto the Lord... I like this part. The glory due unto his name. Then he tells us what happens and how to get this glory. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I want to preach tonight on a subject entitled... Worshiping in his glory tonight. Shake somebody's hand again and say, I want to see his glory tonight. Again, it's so good to see everybody with us in the house of the Lord, and I appreciate you being here tonight in God's house. You know, before we really get into the Word of God, my I was thinking this afternoon as I was studying and preparing and and uh uh, it just seemed like everything was going left and right with me this afternoon. Uh, but, you know, I began to reminisce a little bit back in the older days, not bringing up ashes of the past by no means. Uh, but, you know, some of the things that we've done or I've done uh, many, many years ago, I hold on to and I cherish them even uh, unto today. Uh, and, and when we talk about His glory and the presence of the Lord and we begin to tie it all together with worship. I can't help but to think back, you know, back in the old Wymama campground. Anybody ever been there? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, back in the early 80s when I got saved, back during the dinosaur hour, amen, a long time ago. But I remember how we had great men of God, and I could quote some men here tonight and tell you that there were great men like Wade Horton, Ray Hughes, different ones, and they would blaze the pulpit and the glory of God would move and they would burn the carpet up, if you will, preaching the word of Almighty God and people were blessed and they were encouraged by being in the presence of the Lord. But you know, I've got to ask you something here today. I don't believe uh, that some of those great meetings that we had yesteryear uh, uh, came by accident. It wasn't that God uh, didn't have anything else to do, uh, but He came down and His glory filled that tabernacle uh, because if anybody remembers, and you may be the one that was there at that time, uh, but they used to have what uh, had a pond in the back, like a big old lake back there in the back. Uh, People that worked and labored all 
all year long. They only had one week of vacation out of the year. They didn't go to Disney World. They didn't go to the Bahamas. They didn't go to another state. But they, they took that little camper trailer that they had parked in the garage and they would hook it up and out of the one week of the year they would pull it down to our old camp meeting. Some of you might remember them days and they would fill that place up with with people and there they would worship God. It's been said and I've heard it said so many times that one o'clock in the morning and two o'clock in the morning you would hear people praying in the midnight hour praying prayer something like this. God let us see your glory again. God let us see and visit with us if you will. And it was because of the prayers of the people and it was because of the dedication and the commitment of the people God during the service whether it was Wade Horton whether it was Brother Cross whether it was Brother Hughes whoever it might have been but there was one thing phenomenal in that service that when they got there the presence and the glory of God would feel that house in such a miraculous way I love to hear great men of God and women of God when they they would tell me stories that I was there and I saw the, the, the smoke and the glory of God. It makes me so hungry today because in that kind of an atmosphere, sinners and backsliders and lukewarm, cold and indifferent folk, they couldn't help it, but they were arrested and they were awed at the presence of an almighty God. So when we look at this, we can see what begins to take place when people begin to worship and people begin to pray. God is going to show up. And my prayer tonight, in this service tonight, church, is God, would you just do it again? Would you just do it again? I think about back in my home church, where we'll get going here in a minute, but I remember back in my home church. I remember, I don't even know if I was married at that time. But I remember in the early 80s, and just endure with me for a moment, we would come to the house of God. We had what we call a choir practice. You know, somewhere around 5 o'clock. And, and well, that particular time, we had youth choir practice. And one, one thing sticks in my mind tonight is that... That one particular afternoon... We had been in revival all week long. Well, it was Sunday morning. Had a good service that Sunday afternoon. We came and we began to practice in youth choir practice. And I'll never forget the song that we began to practice. It was an old Dottie Rambo song that we sang it the other night. You know, never been this homesick before. I remember the choir director. He got our parts together and, and it was just another Sunday afternoon. There was nothing special about it, but something began to take place. Even though we had been in revival all week long, the word of God had been pre- 
preached and the glory of God had been moving every night. There was something particular in this particular service because when those people in the youth choir begin to sing, never been this homesick before. Well, I see the bright light shine. It's just about home time. Those young people begin to visualize the streets of gold and the walls of jasper and the gates of pearl. And they begin to visualize things that was going to be like when we all get to heaven. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm standing behind this pulpit, the glory of the Lord began to feel that sanctuary. It was just practice time. And I saw them young people, they came out of the choir with both hands lifted up, streams, tears streaming down their face, and they were praising and worshiping and glorifying God. And here's the, uh, the phenomenon about this. It was 5 o'clock when we started choir practice. It was 5.35, The glory of the Lord had filled that sanctuary. It was what we call the terminology. It was so thick you could cut it with a knife. As people began to enter into the sanctuary, we start church at 6 o'clock. They opened up the door and it would hit them like a wave or a wind. And the presence of the Lord began to fill that house in a miraculous way. And you know what was good about it? that even though the young people were crying and praying uh, the evangelist I'll never forget it I see it in my mind's eye uh, he walked in from the side door uh, he heard the commotion uh, he heard the young people and the church at this time uh, they were weeping they were crying uh, some were praying in the altars uh, some were laid prostrate upon the ground uh, some were just standing and weeping and crying uh, but they were worshiping uh, and they were in the presence of the Lord and from 6 o'clock to 6.30 nobody ever opened up the service. Pastor didn't come and read a scripture and pray. Brother, it was already there and sinners and backsliders and cold and lukewarm and I'm going to say it here just your regular church attenders all of a sudden the glory of the Lord began to get a hold of them and begin begin to convict them and deal with them. And it wasn't long before I remember this. It was the young people. They laid their hands on them. They didn't have to pray and get it going. Brother, it was already there. And the presence of the Lord met with us in that house in so much that things and glory and power begin to manifest itself. It changed that church. It was said that there was never a sinner or a backslider that could enter into that church without being convicted and without being saved. What are you saying, Brother Roden? I'm saying when the glow, when the real glory begins to come down, friend, we can't help but want to worship and praise and magnify God. Can you give Him praise here today? Hallelujah. 
They worship God. In fact, the Bible said it like this in Isaiah 6 and 1. He said, in the year the king Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high upon the throne, lifted up in his train, filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. But those angels had a song. They was not singing about power. They wasn't singing about any kind of love. But what they were singing was the attributes of God. They were singing holy, holy, holy unto God. And the Bible said when they begin to sing and they begin to cry out and glorify the Lord that the Lord of hosts the whole earth was what? full of his said glory. I'm telling you it was a time. It wasn't your everyday situation. It wasn't your everyday service. But I'm telling you the glory of the Lord began to fill that house because it was something that they did. And listen to what it said. And the post of the door, it moved at the voice of him that cried and here's the great phenomenon the house was filled with smoke can I get a little bit just facetious here for a moment it wasn't it wasn't burning leaves smoke it wasn't cigarette smoke it was the glory of the Lord that it filled the house of God and the angels were crying holy 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 Wouldn't it be good tonight uh, that all of a sudden uh, if we could just begin to worship Him uh, and get our minds off of our jobs, uh, get our minds off of our bills, uh, get our minds off of our problems uh, and we rise above uh, what's hindering us uh, and we get our minds uh, on Him. Uh, I'll guarantee you when we do that, uh, we're going to be like those angels. Uh, We're going to say we can't help it uh, but we'll begin to cry home holy, holy, holy and the glory of the Lord will move in our midst. Oh, somebody say praise the Lord. You see, David said in our text tonight, give unto the Lord. It was something that they had to do. Did you know you have the right to either worship God or not to worship Him? You have the right to pray or not to pray. Ain't nobody in here tonight, God's going to make you do anything. But he wants you to because he loves you and he he, he died for you. He said, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. It was First Chronicles 16 and 28. He said, give unto the Lord. Notice David said in Psalms 29 and 2, he begins that, that, that Psalms. He said, give unto the Lord the glory. But then in First Chronicles 16, 28, he begins it again. Give unto the Lord, you kindred 
the people and give unto the Lord glory and strength. It was Psalms 95 or 97 and 5. He said, the hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord and the presence of the Lord and the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all of the people, they see his glory. Hallelujah. Oh, it would be all right with me, even though it's a Wednesday night. Amen. That we could see his glory one more time. Could somebody just say, oh, have your way, Lord. We preached about it here, I believe. But when Solomon began to build the temple... Solomon recognized something. I'll tell you, I got excited even studying the Word of God this afternoon. I know you've been through a building program. You know what it's all like. Whenever you go through a building program, amen, you'll have devils hiding behind oak trees. Amen. Seems like they'll come out of the woodwork. But one thing about this, when you read in the book of Solomon, when he begins to build the temple, they needed the mortar. They needed the bricks. They needed all of the materials to build this particular temple. And I like what they did. When he began to talk to the people, they said, well, you know, we're going to need this and we're going to need that. We're going to need the gold. We're going to need the silver. We're going to need the bra. We're going to need it all. And the people came together as one. And so you ain't going to believe this but when they began to bring the materials they began to bring it in bulk it began to they came in I don't know about you but if they had 18 wheelers back then I believe them 18 wheelers they would have been lined up for miles on end because there was something deep down within the people not only did they want to please the Lord but they wanted to build God a temple as well and did you know that they began to bring the silver they began to bring the gold they began to bring all the materials to build and dedicate that building until finally Solomon had to say wait a minute quit bringing this stuff we've got plenty don't bring anymore. I wish that would be the problem we had right here. Amen. But oh, can I tell you, when you begin to get your mind upon him, not that you haven't give, not that you won't give, not that you're not going to give, but that came a day when they began to say, wait a minute, we've got more than enough. We've got more than what we need. But oh, when we get our minds upon him, there are are things that's going to happen. <clears throat> it was Second Chronicles 5 and 13. He said, and it came to pass. I like this. And the trumpeters and the singers were as one. To make one sound to be heard in praising 
and thanking the Lord. And while they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music, and the Bible said, and praise the Lord, saying, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Let me stop right there. What he's simply saying, when David wrote about it in the book of Psalms, he said, praise him on the cymbals. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Back when I was younger and and I loved playing the drums. Amen. We would get in a tent meeting. I'd about beat the heads off them things because I felt like this. We would get in a tent meeting. The glory of God would begin to fall and I'd begin to praise the Lord on them symbols. You know what I felt in my heart? I felt it like this. Each time I hit those symbols, each time I hit the heads of those drums, each time I begin to play, I just see it right now. It's that music going up into the heavens and it's simply saying, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I've been on the bass guitar where the Holy Ghost should get in my fingers. You don't believe you ain't never been there. You don't know what I'm talking about. But the Holy Ghost, he'd begin to get in my fingers. I'd begin to hit things I didn't even know that was there. After the service, people would say, musicians that is, they would say, Brother Roden, show me what you did here. I said, man, I don't know what I did. I was just praising God. I was glad I'd been on the piano. Amen. And some of you piano players know what I'm talking about. That when the glory of the Lord fills the house, I'm telling you, there wasn't enough keys on that keyboard to play because it's simply, you're not playing for self. You're not playing for anybody else. But you're playing because God has ordained and God has anointed and God raises up men and women, musicians, that when we begin to glorify God, it's just a sweet smelling savor unto God. And the glory of the Lord gets all over you. And it's just like the writer here is saying, amen, that they begin to be as one. They begin to praise the Lord as one. And this is what happens when the trumpeters and the singers were as one. And the instruments of music and praise the Lord. Saying for the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. But then he said and then the house was filled with a cloud. Woo! Oh, I've been there. I like that song. You should have been there when the Lord saved me. (laughs) I'm telling you, I've heard heard of the old days. I I don't know why we're here, but I'd sure like for love for it to happen. 
have heard of it when the when the Holy Ghost would hit our Pentecostal services and the piano player oh she would she or he would to get off the piano stool and begin to run around the building and glorifying God and they said the piano never quit playing I'm telling you that's just God you say oh that can oh yeah it will we just need to get back in touch for his glory and his power again listen one thing the devil would love to see is we just kind of drag in here well it's just another service I'm telling you if there's something that if we can just get our eyes back on him and say Lord I want to give unto you all the glory that's due unto your name it's then we'll see things and miracles and glory and honor did not the Bible say that when Zion travails sons and daughters are born into the kingdom could you clap your hands and praise him <laughs> said that the house was filled with a cloud it wasn't a rain cloud it was a smoke it was the glory of God oh I long to see that glory I long to see it amen you say you're living in ashes of the past no sir I'm telling you if we will do what this book says we will give God the glory that is due, the writer said, to his name. He said the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand a minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of the Lord. Amen. Oh, listen, I don't know why we're here, but you know, some of these stories, they just, uh, they just keep coming to, I've heard of it, you know, in, in our Pentecostal services uh, where they had to call the fire department uh, because, you know, somebody called riding down the road uh, and they saw fire going back and forth on top of the church building. Uh, amen. You know what that was? That was somebody praying. Uh, that was somebody praising uh, the Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. I guess the best way to put it, uh, it it's today that no no pun against any firefighter here tonight. Uh, but you know, whenever there's a fire, uh, the first thing folks do uh, is call the fire department. Uh, amen. Fire department uh, is what you need uh, when a fire is out of control uh, outside of the church. Uh, but when the fire is burning in the church, uh, the last thing you need uh, is somebody to call call the fire department. Uh, amen. God don't try to put the fire out, uh, but let's put some fuel on the fire. Uh, let's worship him uh, in the spirit of, uh, of holiness and the beauty uh, of his glory. Uh, and we'll see the victory come again. Hallelujah. David said in Psalms 105 and 3, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Somebody 
they said, how can you give him glory? I'm telling you how when you begin to worship and praise and magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It was David that said in Psalms 115 and 1, he said, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name. Give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. We need to give him the glory. The writer David said in Psalms 149 and 5, he said, let the saints be joyful in glory. Do you know why? Do you know why that this Pentecostal people of God, do you know why they had a smile on their face? Do you know why the world don't like you? Because you've got something that they don't have. Amen. When everything's going wrong, you've got a smile on your face. When, when, when they, in the history of our church, when they dismantled our buildings and when they burnt the church buildings down, they shot at them they ridiculed them they come against them but what did we preach to the other night but like a mighty army they kept on marching on I'm not going to get discouraged I'm not going to get down I'm not going to let the enemy rob me I've got my eyes on Jesus I've got heaven in my sight I've got a hell to shine and a heaven to gain all because Jesus Jesus, his glory is real today. <clears throat> I guess you could go into my closet. I like shoes. Woo, I like shoes. I told him the other day or somewhere, you know, you go into my wife's closet and you look at her shoes. You'd have to be a caterpillar of 99 legs to wear all them shoes. I like shoes. She likes shoes. I like clothes. I like bike riding. I like, I like you know, all kind of stuff. But you know what? I may have nice shoes. I may have a nice pair of socks. I may, I don't know, Brother Rose, I may wear me a new suit in six months. But I got to tell you tonight, I may be wearing a new pair of shoes, not tonight by no means, but I may be wearing nice shoes, might, might, might be wearing a nice tie, might be wearing a nice suit, but I got to look you in the eyes and tell you, I need him more today than I've ever needed him before. Friend, it ain't in the shoes, it ain't in the suit, it's letting me see his glory. God, give me grace to make it one more day. It's not by might, it's not by power. But he said, it's by my spirit. We are labors together. You are my brother. You are my sister. I may be on this platform looking down at you, but I am one of you. We are labors together. But what we all need tonight is let me see your glory. Let me see your glory. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the Bible said it in Acts 2 and 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. 
suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And here it is. And it filled all of the house. I don't believe you could get away from it. I want to see that here. <coughs> this camp meeting that we coming that we have coming up. Oh yeah, we all want. We all want to have good services. We all want to hear good preaching. But I want us to be in the middle of his glory. Because in his presence there is fullness of joy. In his presence needs will be supplied. In his presence your needs will be ministered to. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. God give us the fire today. I'm not praying for a new fire. I'm not praying for a strange fire. I'm not even asking God for another fire. I'm saying, God, give us a fresh fire again. God, give us a fresh fire and let us burn one more time. He said, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon. He didn't say all of them, but each one of them, every one of us, we can have a personal experience with the fire and the glory of God what he's simply saying you can walk out of these double doors it might be your job it might be your place of business it might be in the middle of a hellhole somewhere but in the midst of it all his glory, his power his anointing will rest upon your life I love that part amen, each one of them and they began to worship and praise God. Oh yeah, the world's going to ridicule you. But let them ridicule, friend. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And the Bible said when that fire began to fall, you know how it goes. They looked upon them as if they were drunk. These men are full of new wine. But Peter standing up said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That it shall come in the last day, saith, God, I will, or I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men, we preached about that vision. We're going to not, not just a feeling, not just a goosebump, but a vision to see your loved ones come to Christ, to see your lost loved ones, your, your family that ain't in the church to come to the Lord. And they asked Peter, they said, what shall we do? In Acts 2.38, he said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and your children and all that are afar off even as many as the Lord God shall call and they that gladly received his word was baptized in the same day here it is and they were added unto them 
within the church about 3,000. What happens when the glory falls? People are born again into the kingdom of God. Giving praise and giving glory here tonight. Hallelujah. I love preaching about his glory. Hallelujah. His glory is wonderful. Hallelujah. You know, Paul and Silas, I, I mean, I'm not going to preach here too much longer, but Acts 16 and 16, it says this. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, fortune telling. I like what the writer said and the way Paul wrote it. He said, Paul being grieved, said unto the spirit, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And that spirit, that spirit of divination, fortune telling, came out of her and it wrecked and it ruined the devil's gain. You know what I like about that? That God, God gives you and I power over the devil. I like that part. Amen. You, you, you don't have to live under the bondage of sin. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It was Luke 10 and 19. He said, Behold, I've given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It was Mark 16 and 16, go ye. He didn't say stay ye, but he said go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and is baptized, the same shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe that. Here it is, in my name shall ye cast out devils. If ye drink in a deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. You shall be lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. You know what God is simply saying? If you'll worship me, you'll praise me, you'll put me first, you'll honor me uh, I'll give you the power uh, and the authority uh, and the devil will be under your feet hallelujah and the Bible said in Acts 16 and 22 and the multitude rose up against them the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them and they laid hold upon many stripes upon them they cast them into the prison Charging the jailer to keep them safely. Now, wait a minute. I want you to look at just verse 22. The Bible said, they came against them. The magistrates ran off their clothes. They beat them. They laid many stripes upon them. Put them in the prison. And then they had the audacity to tell the jailer to keep them safe. Did you catch that? You ain't careful that I slip by you there. Who haven't received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison, made their feet fast in the stocks. But in the midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, pray, sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great Earthquake, verse 26. 
And the foundation of the prisons were shaken. Immediately the doors were opened. Everyone's bands were loose. The keeper of the prison, prisoner awakened out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors. He opened, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And he brought him out and said, Sirs, what must I do? to be saved. Sometimes what you go through, you may not understand, but I can promise you God's working on the other end. And it might be your loved one. It might be your brother, your sister. It might be a family member that God's trying to get you uh, bring them into the church and it's going to be at your expense. Uh, I believe First Peter 4 and 12 said it the best. Uh, Beloved, think it not strange uh, concerning the fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange things happen unto you, but rejoice. <laughs> Brother Rosa, they're going to think I'm crazy here. When your transmission falls out, Hallelujah! Praise God, it's 110 degrees. I got a flat tire. I'm on my way to work and I can't get there. Hallelujah. If I'm lucky, the spare tire will be flat. I'm going to worship God anyhow. I'm going to praise the Lord. If if you're getting mad, would help. I'd say get mad, but you know what? It just makes it worse. Oh, let me tell you, friend, I'm trying to close here. We, we've lived so far beneath our privileges. And when God puts it on us to test us and to try us, if you ain't heard nothing I've said, you get this. God never puts anything on you to draw you away from him but it's always to draw you closer to him. And if we could dare understand that, oh, there's going to be such a glory waiting upon us. Would you stand with us tonight? Hallelujah, what is God? He is altogether lovely. He is the bright and the morning star. He is the centerpiece of civilization. He is the deliverer of the delirious. He is enduringly strong. He is entirely sincere, internally steadfast, encouragingly comforting. Oh, the fairest of 10,000. He's the noblest of the noble. He's never sleeping or never slumbers. I can tell you tonight, friend, not only is he the lily of the valley, Whatever you're facing, no matter whatever you're coming up against, if we could just praise Him and glorify Him and get our eyes off of everything. I'm closing here, but as you well know, I'm a news nut. My wife, she gets so tired of Fox News. I don't see how you can look at that all day. I'm just trying to keep up with my world, honey. And it is, it's discouraging. 
everything that's going on around us. I tell you, I can look beyond that. I've read in the Bible, you know, this world tonight, they don't know what they're going to do with all the oil. They don't know what they're going to do with the terrorists. They don't know what they're going to do with our borders. They don't. They just don't know. They don't know times a hundred, times a hundred. Uh, amen. But you know what? I did read in the book of John or Revelations when John was writing, uh, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. And the Bible said that the earth, that there's this new heaven and this new earth. It's going to be wonderful. And, and you know what? During the millennial, I'll go back here just a few minutes, a few pages. During the millennial, the lion will lay beside the lamb. Oh, it's going to be a time we've never seen before. But you know what? If we can just make it in the rapture. If we can just get a glorified body, we've got it, church. Oh, it ain't too much longer. Jesus is about to come. Hallelujah, Father. I love you tonight. I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful.